Hey guys, this is uh, Matt from Optimist Futures and today we're going to talk about what do 1% of successful futures traders do that the other 99% don't. Welcome to the Optimist Futures podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. So, I know that there's tons of blogs and posts and comments and recordings and more podcasts that were done about how to be a successful trader. And if you go to the internet, I mean, there's only one internet called Google. Um, you can actually look at traits of successful traders or what best traders eat in the morning and what do they eat at night and all those things and everybody out there is kind of have um, an observation of what good traders do and many of them are really good posts many of them talk about discipline and trading and a trading plan and cut your losses short and everything else so in this podcast I'm going to try and talk about some other things that others do not consider. In fact, here's what I think. I think if you ask a successful trader, what are your best traits? Sometimes they don't even talk about that because it's so ingrained in their nature that they don't always express what's inside their head the right way. Meaning that some people say, yes, I have a trading plan. Yes, I get up in the morning and I exercise before. Yes, I review my trades. Yes, I have a trading journal. Yes, I'm disciplined. Yes, I've learned from my mistakes. But in between those things, there are other things that they do that sometimes they don't talk about. So this is just, again, my observation of successful people and successful traders that I've encountered over the years, whether they were in Optimus Futures or they were with other firms. So the first thing that I want to talk about uh, when it comes to successful traders or the category one, they are not afraid of the pain and recovery cycle. Let me explain that. So I saw a movie not long ago on Netflix about all those athletes who became vegetarians. Not that I have any plans of becoming a vegetarian or turning you into a vegetarian, but there was a specific uh, athlete. Her name was Dotsie uh, Boch or Boch. And she's uh, an Olympic cyclist and she won the Olympic medal, I think at 39, which is way beyond the age of successful, um, you know, cyclists and athletes. And she was able to basically uh, win. I don't know if she won the first place or the second place or the third place, but she was one of the type cyclists that won at the age of 39, her and her team. And she was talking about something 
very important. She was talking about the pain and recovery cycle that she's going through all the time in order to excel. It means that she goes through severe physical pain and then with the help of a therapist and with the help of exercises, exercising, she overcomes that. And in the end, she says, those athletes who can overcome that cycle of pain recovery more and more and more will be more successful. And I thought about it, you know, traders go through the pain of losses through drawdowns and it's consistent. I mean, drawdowns are just not going to happen once. Drawdowns are, which is really a fancy word for losses, right? Nobody wants to mention, but it's losses. But your ability to recover from it each time and continue uh, basically will determine your success. Some people, it just completely wears them out. They can't do that. But successful traders, because of the nature of the markets, because cycles change, because markets change, volatility changes, they basically have to go through this pain and recovery all the time. Now, I think at some point, you know, they become, and I have to be very careful with that word, because I, what I wanted to say is that they become immune to such cycles and periods. Nobody's really immune to, immune to losses, but what really happens over time, they get used to it and it becomes part of the pr process. So it doesn't mean that they are, they don't get hurt, but they also realize that that this process is necessary and that's what helps them to move forward right this competitiveness of having the ability to recover from pain um, whatever is necessary to do that to get back on track and continue trading what i believe would uh, make them go forward naturally many times it stops people from trading or stopping in the trading world but Obviously, that's what it takes. Whether you have it or not, it's entirely up to you and the efforts that you put into it. So again, the first thing that I mentioned was the build, to go through the pain and recovery cycles. Now, the second thing that I want to talk about is that successful traders are okay with mistakes, but they need to understand why they made a mistake because they don't want to repeat it. So basically, this is where journals help you because the, you start seeing um, patterns of success and failures and you start seeing the mistakes that you have done. So I believe that successful traders are, and I'm going to use that word a lot, obsessed. They're obsessed with certain things. They're obsessed with understanding why they made a mistake. So they had a bad trading day. Why did they have a bad trading day? You know, if there's another bad trading day, they have to understand why, again, they had a bad trading day. So they're obsessed with the mistakes that they make. They want to understand their psychology at the time, their method at the time, what they've done that led to that mistake. Sometimes they can make mistakes because it's just mistakes, you know, I mean, because the market wasn't there. Maybe they didn't make a mistake per se, but the market went against them. But they nevertheless want to understand what caused this right so they always investigate they investigate to understand what was the cause of the failure now in trading sometimes you can do everything right and you can still lose because the market moved against you but they know that as well so they're not they're not investigating things that are obviously you know uh, were part of the method it's more of their process what they thought through, the instincts they applied at the time, 
those are the things that they want to understand and they want to see a pattern in them if they want to re repeat that pattern if it's a successful pattern or they just want to eliminate it completely right so that's the second thing the third thing is they start sorry they trust the process what does it mean so basically they have this unique psychological trait of trusting the process that it takes to become a successful trader they understand that it's not going to come without setbacks and they understand that there's going to be um there's going to be a learning curve and that process that they go through of learning um as I, as I mentioned before you know the ability to recover from losses and everything else is basically something they have to repeat over and over and over again they believe in the process and they know that there are no shortcuts what does it mean so sometimes you know we think there's shortcuts by a certain method we look um, you know for people who teach us a certain method that will teach uh, that will work on every um, on every market every market volatility every market pattern that's a shortcut some people look for those indicators that might give them that set of magical indicators that will work through all periods again that's a shortcut so good traders they understand the process regardless of the tools that they use they understand that there's a certain thing that they have to repeat all the time in order to get somewhere and that is a process so i hope you believe in the process as well um the fourth thing that i thought about you know from observing from them is that they find a style of trading that matches their strength okay so let me be a little bit more elaborate about that although a lot of people say yeah obviously you have to find a style that matches your strength the hard thing to do is understanding your strength now good traders they understand their strength they understand exactly where they can excel now beginner traders for example in the beginning and again you know how i do though i always say that I, I when i make observation of people i don't do it because i blame them because that's the you know sometimes we follow our instincts sometimes our instincts mislead us you know our intuition is, is not always great but in, initially you know beginner traders what they want to do is basically they adopt a method where they think it would give them the most amount of dollars right so they think well if i trade every day 50 times that would give me the most amount of dollars which again if you have that style of personality that fits day trading that's great the second thing that they do is within that category they might find a mentor or a friend or somebody they look up to and they try to imitate their style right so they're like oh wow that works great i see that they are swing traders i'm going to try that but sooner or later they find that these things may may not match their personality so for example if you're a day trader you're into micro analyzing of charts dome movements and things like that those are very detail oriented things you have to be on top of it some people like to kind of sit back and look at the bigger pattern of things so they might turn into swing traders or they might turn into longer term trading but the key is that they were able to be honest with themselves and really find a style that matches them whether they're directional trading maybe they're short option sellers whatever the case is they found something that matches their personality and i'm going to tell you this there is no method there is better than the other day trading is not better than swing trading swing trading is not better than option selling option selling is not 
better than buying calls or going with long option selling. It all boils down to your risk tolerance and your risk capital. Do things within those parameters that you feel very, very comfortable with. And again, having said that, I just want to say that regardless of the style that you're using, there's a substantial loss of risk in futures trading and uh, past performance is not indicative of future results. The fifth thing that I want to talk about is, about good traders is that they know how to get feedback without being defensive about it, right? I find that sometimes people say, yes, I'm open to criticism. However, every time you criticize their method or the way they look at things, they come back with but, but, but. And I think that there is some sort of a, if you have a personality, if you are, a, for lack of a better word, a control freak, you know, that would be a real problem getting feedback. And so good traders, in my opinion, they know how to get feedback might be contrary to what they believe in, but then, but they reflect on it, right? They think through. So the idea is not just to listen to somebody. You can't turn from being a defensive person to all of a sudden being open-minded. So if somebody gives you uh, criticism or gives you feedback, um, you know, reflect on it. Maybe you read something contrary to what you're doing and rather than responding with a comment right away on the internet, think about it, reflect on it. Maybe that's the right thing. The other person could be wrong, but don't always be in a position of defending what you believe in. Okay, be flexible. And I believe that that way you'll also find a way somehow to successful people in your industry. In our case, we'll be successful trader, right? So again, be very open-minded to criticism. The thing is, is that sometimes it's very hard to criticize ourselves. It's really, really hard. I wish that, you know, somebody criticized me every day at the end of the day, how productive I was, what I did with my time, you know, how I thought about things, how analytical I was, you know, was I able to make the most out of what I have? So I think if there are smart and successful people that are giving you advice, you know, think about their success, think about what they achieved, and be very open-minded about it. Don't be defensive because it doesn't make you look any smarter. Okay, the sixth thing that I want to talk about is having the ability to um, have ability to handle stress and anxiety. I'm going to tell you this, trading is stressful. Now, <clears throat> you got to have the ability to distress yourself. Right, and the, and to de-stress yourself, it's not only after winning trades; it can also happen after a winning period, right? So you can go through losses, and it's losses upon losses, and you must walk outside of it. But sometimes winning as well, and winning a lot of money, uh, relatively, and I say a lot of money. Everything is always relative to your account size, right, in percentage. Uh, or the amount itself. So you didn't expect a certain move, all of a sudden it's a gain, and you should be able to take a break, take a deep breath, not become arrogant because that's when the market takes it back. So again, stress and anxiety are not always a result of losses. Anxiety can also come after winning, and stress can come after winning because it's an overwhelming feeling. So you have to know how 
to manage your personal resources, such as time, your physical resources, and above all, your mental energy. So all those things, you got to have the ability to do that. Now, beginner traders, sometimes um, I read a lot on the internet, you know, I mean, what people write and blogs and resources and all those things. And one comment that I see sometimes coming from beginner traders, specifically in, on forums, I have researched day trading and I decided that it's for me. And I don't know exactly what research they have done to decide, but sometimes it's more has to do with the lifestyle of a trader that they think that they will have, which means they think that they will make money daily or monthly or weekly, that they will not be accountable to anyone. They just can sit at home and trade and just and earn. But what they don't know is that successful traders know how to exactly what I mentioned before, they know how to manage your personal resources, which is, you know, their emotional resources. And they go through stress and anxiety periods, but they know how to control themselves. And that's really the hard part. So before you decide you want to be a trader, just understand everything that has to do with it. So a lot of people read about the challenges of finding um, a method, right? Um, they find the challenges of finding software, the right broker and everything else. But it, nobody talks about the periods in between and the mental periods and how important they are, um, you know, for a trader. And the way he handles that, that's extremely important. So traders get to know themselves. They know how to operate under certain, um, under certain environments and they also take breaks accordingly. Okay, the next thing is that um, I find amongst the 1% of traders is that they develop routines for trading, analysis, and education, which means, you know, that they have a specific routine when they trade. They have a specific routine for after the market closes to analyze what they've done, and they have a routine about education. And so they do none of those things randomly. They don't trade randomly, they don't do the analysis randomly, and they don't do their education randomly, right? They don't look for resources online and feedback about what other people said about a guy who promised, you know, 50% per month education. That, that turns them off. You know, good traders are always looking for education, always looking to improve themselves, but they don't look for magical formulas. And they apply very strict routines to exactly what they want to add to their knowledge and how they seek things. So again, develop a routine for your trading, right? So be disciplined in your trading, develop a routine for your analysis and, and a routine of what you want to add to your education. Basically, a routine is a process, right? So you write out, you write down, sorry, everything that you need to do during trading. Then you write down everything you need to do in your analysis and you repeat it over and over and over again. It's an extremely boring process, right? So as they say, good trading is boring. It's absolutely true. Develop a routine for each one of those three things. Again, trading, analysis, and education. And repeat it over and over and over again. Okay. The next thing. Every, um, and again, this is my personal opinion on this one. So they always say that traders understand risk and uncertainty. But I think that 
Good traders understand the difference between risk and uncertainty. Let me give you an example. So I believe that every trader out there understands the, that every trade is uncertain. They truly understand it. They know that every trade can go against them. Whether they're extremely optimistic and came from, you know, from, from a, let's say, a hyped environment into trading that somebody hyped them about it and didn't tell them that it's, you know, how challenging it would be from a mental standpoint, developing a process and all that. But nevertheless, they're still intelligent enough to understand that a trade can go against them. If they buy crude oil, it can go down. If they short gold, the gold can go up. If they trying to top, you know, to put a, uh, if they're trying, uh, you know, to, to say the stock index is not going to go any higher and they short it, you know, and it keeps on going higher, they understand, right, that those things can happen. So they understand the uncertainty. The risk component, that's the part where how they apply it, right? So let me give you an example of a trader that understands certainty but does not respect risk. So let's say there's a trade that went against you, you shorted the stock indices, now they're making new highs every day, you know, probably, um, and everybody's trying to call the tops. I mean, at some point, of course, there'll be corrections. At one, some point, we're even gonna be a recession and it's gonna go down. But right now, everybody's trying to say, okay, this is the top. So let's say you get stopped out. You're in a trade and, you know, you got stopped out. Um, and again, I have to disclose also, legally that stop losses, they're not always going to get filled where you want in certain market conditions where markets can gap and you can get a much worse fill. So that can happen. But what do you do after that, right? If you say to yourself, okay, I have to make my money back. And now you double down on positions because you think you're trying to make it back. And now it goes double against you. And then again, you triple down, quadruple down. And this is where the traders, you know, this is where I think professional traders don't do things like that. So they understand the uncertainty, they understand that they'll make mistakes, but they understand the difference between the risk application and the uncertainty in the market. And those are totally two different things. Uncertainty is simply understanding that the position may go against you. And the kid understands that, but the way you apply risk on the day-to-day -day or trying to recover it or trying to do things in a riskier way than you usually do. That's where you distinguish yourself as a beginner versus a professional. And a professional will not all of a sudden double down on a position, will not try with vengeance to try to make his money back. And other things that he does as far as the risk, you know, um, will be in line with that sort of thinking. So they think risk, right? Everybody can live with their reward, but they think risk first. So that's, again, I believe that good traders understand the difference between risk and uncertainty. I believe that good traders have killer instincts. And I know that in many podcasts I talk about intuition and I don't trust the concept of intuition. But I have to tell you this, you know, I thought about it for a long time and talking to experienced traders and talking to people who've traded on the floor when there was a floor, and there are certain killer instincts that I believe good traders will get over time. It comes after many, many um, years of trading. It, I, I don't suggest that you rely on it 
in the beginning, right? So, uh, so when it comes to um, to instincts, don't confuse it with intuition that beginner traders rely on. But what it is, I'll tell you what instincts are. The instincts are is the instinct to make a courageous, tough, and spur of the moment decision that will mean the difference between winning and losing. So something has happened in the market that absolutely changed within seconds, within minutes, the whole structure of the market there, what they're trading, um, changed the market changed since they um, came in. And all of a sudden they made a decision whether to get out or change direction. And that made the, the difference between winning and losing. So I do believe that they have that. And usually it comes with the risk instincts that they have. And they usually have the flexibility and, and understanding that something has changed. So they don't rely on hope anymore. I believe that good traders, the, their instinct works totally against the, the concept of hope. Because beginner traders, you know, if a market, if they go into the market, they thought about it for a long time, and all of a sudden it goes against them. Now, I believe that most trades go against you when you enter. I really do. Uh, but I also believe that there's different magnitudes of going against you. If something went against you a little bit is one thing, but if it went against you as soon as you got in, in a very bad way. I mean, you know the movements of the market. I, I can't tell you what it is. You understand that the market can go against you in a violent way from the way you, since the, since the time you got in, or it just went a little bit, which is reasonable and normal for all entries. But I believe that good traders have those instincts to decide, hey, this is completely not what I expected, either I have to reverse or get out. And again, I believe those instincts will come after many, many years of trading, applying the process that I mentioned in section seven, you know, which is the develop the routine the with the developed routines for trading analysis and education. They did it over and over and over again. Now they develop some sort of an instinct about the market, they trade, they act accordingly. Okay, that's number nine and number ten. Um, they appreciate the markets and they, as Churchill said, you know, they understand the process of blood, sweat and tears and they know that it's an extremely hard process. And what I mean by that is that they respect the market. You know, somebody wants to climb, you know, to Mount Everest. First, he has to respect nature. He has to respect the elements. He has to respect the lack of oxygen that will be there. He has to respect, you know, the how cold it is. Um, body temperature will change, you know, altitudes, everything else. First, you have to appreciate all those things. If you don't appreciate it and you downplay them, there is very small likelihood that you'll get to the top of the mountain of any, you know, challenging climb. And I believe that good traders really respect the challenges of the market. They appreciate them. They understand why the process is not easy. They understand that they're dealing in an environment with quants, intelligent people, um, you know, people who have discipline, people who came from different backgrounds, and people are really, really trying. So your competition in this market are professional people. And you really have to understand and respect that. 
You also have to respect the randomness that exists in the market. You have to respect that we're going into an age of algorithmic trading, artificial intelligence and everything else. So as a discretionary trader, which most of you are, you know, even I'm not saying those things should not apply to, to, uh, to, you know, to automated traders. They should definitely should. But at the same time, most of you are discretionary traders. So respect the market, respect who you are, respect your opponent and the challenges that they that it brings to the market. So the market itself consists of people. You know, you have the challenges of macroeconomics, microeconomics, uh, politics, uh, interest rates, everything. But in the end, at the end of the day, it's people who take action in the market. So you're actually trading against other people. So you're not trading against the Fed, you're trading against the people that are actually trading the Fed and taking decisions based on the information that they have. So again, number 10 is respect the market. I hope this was helpful to you. I always try to do podcasts that have a little bit of a different twist, twist and outlook on things. And I hope it helps you think differently. I really believe that people that think differently uh, will be achievers, not just in trading, but in, in general, um, in any industry. I understand the challenge there is in trading. As a broker, I definitely try to help people as much as I can. And I try to share with them all the things that I think would lead to their success. And I hope it leads to their success because I know how hard it is out there. I would be privileged to get your trading account. You can always go to optimistfutures.com, call us here directly. I do talk to people. Some people will say, hey, Matt, you really talk to people? I say, yes, I really talk to people. So you can call me if you want to discuss, if you want to open an account, be more than happy. Um, also, we have community.optimistfutures.com that you can go and ask me any question about discipline, psychology, trading, uh, software, anything, right? Trading execution, APIs, whatever comes to mind. And that's it. So I wish you a great trading week and I look forward uh, to our next podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.